On today's episode, we're going to talk about being okay with where you are in your business, finding ways to stand out in your marketing, and having success at a young age. Let's go! Today on The Blind Entrepreneur, I had the luxury of interviewing Jeremy Adams. Uh, Jeremy Adams is a Forbes and Influence of Dotcom's top 30 entrepreneurs under 30. Uh, he is not timid to climb the ladder of ultimate success. Armed with an impressive background in sales and digital marketing, at 22 years old, Jeremy went on to become the founder of Prestige Food Trucks, along with launching many other successful businesses, including one with Kevin Harrington, a past investor from Shark Tank. Uh, but today, Jeremy is focused on an exciting new venture with his close friend, Maxwell Finn, who I'm going to have the opportunity to interview uh, in a couple of weeks or so, called Unicorn Innovations. Unicorn focuses on scaling customer acquisitions for large brands all across the world. After talking to Jeremy, um, I can say in, in, in full confidence that he is a man of quality. He is a man of, of expertise and wants the absolute best um, and nothing less than, than absolute uh, quality and, and perfection. Uh, great interview. Uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Without further ado, let's get on to the show. Before we get into the heavy-hitting questions, the hard questions, I have to start the podcast off the same way we do every single time, and that is with an icebreaker. So imagine you just had the absolute best day of your life. Where are you going to eat, and what are you going to order in order to make your day complete? Yeah, so my favorite restaurant, I've been very fortunate. I've been traveling all over the country and all over the world in 17, but... Um, in Orlando, Florida, there's a steakhouse, family-owned, called Christner Steakhouse. It's kind of actually in the hood. It's in a weird spot. It's prime steak and lobster. It's the it's the best steakhouse, and they have a like it's not even on the menu, but I order it. They'll cut like a custom strip, whatever you want. So with a few friends, get like a 30 or 40 ounce strip, share it with some lobster with you know three. It's the best meal ever. Nice bottle of red wine. It's, nice. it's the best. Not bad, man. I, I like your style. If you're going big, you're going you're going all the way. For sure. So uh, you started at 22. You started Prestige Food Trucks. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, tell me a little bit more about like what it does, your empire, and, and what you're doing in order to make it succeed and grow. Yeah. So we started kind of on accident, a food truck manufacturing company, and it just took off, right? Like. Uh, I can't remember who said the quote, but it something along the lines of don't mistake your business knowledge and expertise for an opportunity in the marketplace, right? I think a lot of people think they're smart and think they're really good at what they do, and it's really just there's such a demand in the marketplace. That's what happened to me at the time. I just got into the industry at the right time. The food truck industry was booming. I was fortunate I picked a good name, Prestige Food Trucks, and we just started growing. And our first year, we did over a million dollars and when I was started that at 22 and yeah man I mean it's just it, it's been a huge blessing I mean we've had tons of ups and downs tons of headaches uh, we almost went out of business a few times early on but we've really polished and uh, streamlined our business model we have an amazing team we we work with some of the the best clients you could ask for and you know as, as far as I know we're the the highest volume manufacturer in the country now so oh, very cool so you mentioned that 
you at one point in time you almost uh, had to shut down and you almost had to, to completely close shop so tell us a little bit about that was there anything that you learned from that experience of of almost failure yeah I mean what what would happen was custom manufacturing is a is its own beast right and I, I was good at getting customers in the door I was I had a basic knowledge of sales, a basic knowledge of digital marketing. I could get people to pay us money. Now to build a truck, and yet the trucks back then, I mean, we're, they're higher priced now, they're well into the hundreds, but even then we're $60,000, $70,000. So uh, it's still a quite a bit amount of money, and we had to, I had to take that money, build a truck, stay under budget, and then also we warrantied the truck. So I had to make sure the quality was good because if I was fixing the truck after, that was pissing off the customers, that was costing me money, and we just had tons of quality control issues on the front end, and that that was very very tough on us. And you know, quality control issues and headaches like that, going over budget on labor, and then times when we were slower. I mean, it was very very, very like four four or five over the first couple of years. Like if it would have like continued another week or two, like it was. We, we may have had to just shut down the whole business. It just didn't make sense. So I'm going to ask this question twice because you have two organizations. But before I get into uh, Unicorn Innovations, um, I want to ask you, uh, there, I'm sure similar rules will apply, but how were you able, you, you said that your job was getting a lot of the people uh, in the door to, to buy, to, to sell. Um, what were some techniques that you've used to get your first 100 customers from prestige uh, food trucks? Yeah, so because it's a low volume, high cost business, I mean, we probably, I mean, we recently just hit our 100th customer in that business, which is crazy because we could do a million in revenue with like 15 customers. It's crazy to think about, but that's that's what, it, what the business model is. But what we do, I mean, I ranked very high organically. I had a good friend of mine that was in like SEO space and so for Google searches we ranked very high and then we had the name Prestige Food Trucks which sounds very credible and on the front end like I would just rip it's probably not the best thing to do looking back but I thought it was a good idea I would just rip pictures from like competitor sites and like the ones where like obviously wasn't their truck but just to make us look as professional as possible like I we were named Prestige I wanted us to look like make our website look like we were just some huge professional organization and mm. like little did they know we just started with like a young kid like a few months prior right that was just crazy so that that was just my thing is i want i want people to feel this is the best choice for them to um you know spend this amount of money with and that that was kind of my mindset and it, and it worked out really well i mean we we ended up um, growing very fast because of it. That's interesting. So, I mean, literally design was your key differentiation factor that, that allowed you guys to separate yourselves from your competitors. That's, that, that must be pretty cool. Um, did you take that technique to your, to your new company, uh, to your, uh, your, I guess your new company, relatively new company, Unicorn Innovations? Yeah. I mean, we, we always try to look and have a perfect, like, I've made a conscious decision that any client work that I do is going to be the highest price in the industry. I want to be premium price. So to demand a premium, you got to look professional, you got to play the part, and you got to deliver high quality services. So 
really kind of transitioning. Like if you go to our site now, it's not click here to work with us. It's click here to apply to work with us. Like you, you got to apply to work with us. We got to approve you. Mm. You know, we we're very selective on who we work with. Where you know we only focus on the highest quality customers possible. You know, and to to back that up, we have to have a certain level of professionalism behind it. So that's um, I didn't realize kind of what I was doing at the time, but quality customers in business is the is my personal choice, especially with personal services based industry. If you're like selling a widget on Amazon and you need to be like 350 instead of 375, like whatever. But when your personal time's involved, charging the the most is, is something that's very important to me. Yeah, that's interesting, and I feel like a lot of uh, people undersell themselves, but you found a good way and the confidence to, to sell um, at the highest premium. You, you mentioned that you have to apply. Um, so hypothetically speaking, if I apply and I try to sign up for your service, um, how are you vetting your potential prospects to inevitably become a customer of yours? Number one, it's typically size of business. And um, so for my I have two primary focuses now in, in business, which is my, my food truck manufacturing company, which I, a lot of people ask how I got into Like I grew that company with digital marketing, which is crazy, marketing, consulting, and training company. So both of those are very kind of, I tried to pitch as like, hey, we're high-end exclusive, right? Like that's, that's what we are and we really are. Um, size of business is number number one right and there's always exceptions and if i talk to people and i just you know maybe they had business ventures elsewhere that were super successful and this is a new project for them and you know this particular business isn't as successful but just already achieving success in in some capacity is very important for us and and then just from there you know are they a good person are they going to be the type that's going bug us and tell us how to do our job because that's not the type of people we want to work with either. So I'd say those are the two big ones, just quality partnerships with quality people and people that are already rather successful that are looking to become more successful by working with us. Have you uh, ever had a time where you talk to uh, an individual and they're just like not hitting the mark, they're not answering the questions right, um, you kind of quote unquote fired them without actually hiring them. Um, what was that conversation like? Yeah, so that we very rarely, if, if I know they're not going to be qualified, we won't even have a conversation to protect both of our times, you know, out of respect to both of our times. We we turn down probably, in the digital marketing space, probably 98% of people, 99% of people that reach out to us, we turn down. In the food truck manufacturing space, because of our super premium price point, we lose out on a lot of the, the mom and pop and starter business just by default because of our price point. Um, in regards to how the conversation goes, it's just a matter of, matter of, you know, this is the type of companies and this is the type of partners we look for. You know, based on this, I don't feel it's a good fit. Now, when you get to this point, I think we should definitely chat again. I think we will be able to help you at that time or we can continue this conversation. But, I mean, let them down in a way so it's just like, hey, it's not a fit for you either. Like, based on what you're telling me, Spending this amount of money on a monthly retainer just doesn't make sense for your business right now. You're too new. Like I wouldn't even want to take your money from you. Like get, figure out what you're doing, become profitable, grow a little bit, 
come back to us and then it makes a lot more business sense for us to work together. Sure. So let's talk a little bit more about um, Unicorn Innovations and that has a little bit to do with uh, digital marketing. Um, I, I've seen ads from uh, your, your, part, your close friend, uh, Maxwell Finn. So yeah. I, I'm seeing his stuff everywhere. Uh, is that a part of your, your strategy and your acquisition for customers? Um, it, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, so Max is, and we're, we're in the process of transitioning. We, we launched the, the Facebook course summer of 2017, and it just completely took off. And um, it was with Max's brand, because we didn't really know. We were just like, let's see if this course business can be successful, right? I mean, we've never, we've been behind the scenes traffic guys. We had our agency with Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank the last few years, and we worked with some pretty big clients and had some pretty good success and did some awesome things. And... We've been on behind the scenes guys. And then we're just like, let's see if we can build a course and sell it. And that course did extremely well. So near the you know, last few months, we're like, let's start creating tons of high quality courses and partner with multiple experts across different platforms, Google AdWords, LinkedIn, um, Shopify, Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. So Unicorn IQ and Unicorn IQ is under the Unicorn uh, multiple, you know, unicorn branded things. You know, we're we're already working on a handful of courses with some experts. We're in the process of, you know, finalizing agreements with some more experts. But it's it's really exciting. Unicorn IQ is going to be you know, a leading digital marketing course and training platform, and uh, we're we're pumped. I mean, the quality of courses and content and training that we're going to deliver is going to really really help a lot of people. So. Um... I'm going to, uh, as stated, I'm, I'm going to ask the same question as I did before, but just under a different business. Uh, again, 100 customers, hardest thing to do. How are you guys able to obtain 100 customers for Unicorn I IQ? Yeah, so it actually, it came, ra like I hate to say it came easy, but it kind of did come easy. We, we started a Facebook group a couple months before we sold anything, and all Max did was provide value, provide value, provide value. We didn't ask for anything in return. And then by the time a course came out, there was a line of people about course. So a group with a couple thousand people, a couple thousand engaged people, and that was enough to, I don't know if that quite sold us a hundred, but it sold a, you know quite a bit. And then we had tons of video testimonials, we had tons of you know UGC and with a little bit of paid traffic, we, we hit our 100th customer you know, very, very shortly after releasing our, our course. And it's just a matter, it really is just providing value, providing as much value to your prospect or to a potential customer and get it to the point where it'd be a no-brainer for them to buy because they want to continue to receive value and, and grow their, you know, increase, like, whatever problem you're trying to fix of theirs just make it where it's such a no-brainer for them to where like they're please like please can we pay you to get this course we're so excited or please let us pay you to get this product or service because this is exactly what our business needs to go to the next level was there anything in particular uh value I, I i've heard the word value and um i'm sure you've heard and said the word value numerous times is there anything in particular that sticks with you that you know has worked really well when you say presenting value is it um i, I guess t talk about the different forms of value that you you guys in particular were presenting to your prospects and customers 
So in um, in the Facebook world, a couple things that we did that were extremely helpful was we were working with some high-level clients, and we're like, here, here's some example ad strategies, et cetera, that we're using right now that are working really well. Here you go. Like, bam. Like, that's how huge we've you know made millions of dollars off these funnels and in, in, you know in revenue and here you go you can look at a behind the scenes look on how we build all of our headache and trial and error this is something that you can use for for your business so that's one uh, going on live video and doing Q&A and helping people with challenges that they're going through with uh, their own business and that's two I mean so just and that's you can do something similar in any business right like essentially we're just kind of giving behind the scenes access on what's made us successful, you know, thinking abundantly, not thinking like, oh, they're going to steal our, like, who cares? That's so stupid. Like, here you go. Here's what makes us successful. And not only that, if you have questions because you want to further your knowledge, like we're going live once a week and we're going to answer those questions. Nice. Very cool. I mean, that builds so much trust with people. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, this is more like a fun question. Uh, but is there, if there's anyone in the world that you would like to meet to further your business acumen, to uh, learn more from that particular individual, who would you like to meet and why would you like to meet them? Um, as of late, I mean, there's a handful, there's tons of people I want to meet that I just respect in the entrepreneurial world. But I've been watching a lot of uh, Patrick Bet David stuff, the value attainment. I don't know if you watch that at all. I just... I really respect his grind and his constant ability to just release content at just like a crazy level, super high quality. He puts a lot of time into it. It's just not him like ranting about a bunch of random stuff and being on live video and creating content. Like you can tell he's deliberate with the type of content that he creates and he puts a lot of time into it and he's just a super smart dude. I, uh, I like to connect with him. Yeah, he's he's awesome. I uh, we actually had the opportunity not on the podcast, but another format had the opportunity to interview him, and, and he's just going value bomb after value after value, just throwing huge nuggets of information. So, uh, yeah, he's a, definitely a cool dude. Switching to the personal side, um, we're, we're, we have a good idea of who you are as a business professional, uh, but now I want to try and get to understand you as a human being. What are some habits? that have helped you become more efficient throughout the day? All entrepreneurs, all successful entrepreneurs have them. Uh, what are some of yours? Well, I, I do a lot of audiobook listening. Uh, I do some podcast listening. I think I'm going to start doing more podcasts in 2018, kind of a better balance, but I listen to a lot of audiobooks on my free time. Um, just soaking in info, just being curious. And Lately, I've been listening to audiobooks outside of the business realm. Like for the longest time, all I'll do is listen to business books. Now I'm listening. Like, there's one I really like called *Sapiens*, and it's just like the it's a 25-hour book on like the history of like our human species called *Homo sapiens*, and it's just like it's really interesting on like where our human species has come from. So just like I'm constantly looking to broaden my knowledge and just take in info. Um, that's big for me. Another one that's big for me is just not wasting my time. I have a rocks, pebbles, and sand thing. Everybody that works with me knows that. Um, if it's a pebble or a sand, I don't want to deal with it. I only like to focus on rock. So a rock for me would be closing a big client or making a new hire or 
you know, something drastic that's going to help the business, something that just saved us a bunch of money or time or headache. Dealing with basic administrative stuff, basic errands, basic stuff like that, like I will not do at all. Like I'm stubborn about it too. Like I just like, it'll just not basic stuff sometimes just doesn't get done. Like basic emails, I'll just like not reply. It's, it, it could be a little bit to a fault. Um, but it, it's, you know, overall it's a lot, there's a lot more positives than, than negatives in my opinion. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. Um, resources, just because we have to, we all use our phones, we all use technology. Is there any particular uh, app, is there any particular website that you're constantly using, going to, to manage your, your day-to-day life, um, and et cetera? I mean, there is a few tools, and a lot of them are used in our digital marketing world, but also they just become parts of my life. I mean, Calendly for scheduling calls is great, uh, just so I don't have to go back and forth. Like, does Tuesday work for you at 3? Oh, no, can you do Wednesday at 2? Like, that drives me crazy. That's an example of a sand, you know? I just send my Calendly link, schedule something that works great for you, talk to you soon, and that's the end of it. Uh, Slack between a lot of my business partners, we bring in vendors and a uh, lot. I mean, we we have like 30, 40 people on our Slack channel. We have vendors from all over and partners that we work with. And having that central communication hub in Slack is huge. It's way more efficient than email. It saves me so much time. It's way more organized. And and Zapier on an automation side. I don't know if you use Zapier. We use it for everything. Use it for some of my. It's great. So those three for me, Calendly, Slack, and Zapier, just, I mean, changed my life, I would say. Nice, very good. Um, the final question I have for you is the blind entrepreneur, this this podcast was created uh, for individuals who may be temporarily blind in business. They cannot see the obvious. Um, they may be losing business, losing customers, uh, just stuck in a really dark headspace. So to those individuals, what are three pieces of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur? Okay. Um, well, number one, and this is something that, that I just figured this out like six months ago or so. And um, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just figured this out like six months ago. I wish I would have known it earlier. It's just no entrepreneur at any level has everything in life figured out. I mean, that's just. You, you look at these super successful people, and I've been very fortunate to hang with some super high-level people, and they have tons of issues. Like, trust me, they have plenty of issues, if not more issues than you have. So no one has everything figured out. They still don't know, you know exactly what they're doing at any level, and I just think knowing that what you're going through is normal and it's never going to stop just accepting that kind of, like, I don't know exactly what I'm doing. I'm just going for it. Kind of like that's just that's how it's going to be in the entrepreneurial world, and that's where everybody's at mentally. You just have to accept that and move past, it and just know you're going to succeed some and fail some. And with experience, you're going to hopefully succeed more and fail less. That's one. Number two is just be reasonable. So many people will ask me some of the most basic questions. I'm like, you literally could Google that. How do I start? How do I do this? How do I do? I'm like literally Google. Google's gonna be a better resource than me. Like that's you're doing a disservice to yourself asking me because Google is gonna have a lot more information. So just being resourceful, look up stuff with Patrick Bet David's content or whatever. There's so much free content online that's very valuable. So be resourceful. Number three would be just 
stay confident. Know that you're going to have challenges. Think every day you're going to have 10 major challenges, and if you have four, it's, it's a great day, right? I mean, just keep moving forward. Don't feel, feel bad about yourself. Just know that's part of the process and know it's going to become easier and simpler. But you just have to be able to tough through those hard times or, like, I mean, just people, like, I, I see so many entrepreneurs quit because they feel bad for themselves. Like, boo-hoo, entrepreneurship is not for me. Like, all these issues you're having, everybody has. You just have to be able to get through them. So nice. keep moving forward. Amen to that, man. Jeremy, you've successfully completed the podcast, so congratulations to you, sir. The next 30 seconds is all yours. Go ahead and tell everyone about how they can learn more about you, how they could be a part of your journey, or potentially become a customer of yours. So you can check me out. I mean, the best, I have a few different businesses. The, my primary focus is, like I mentioned earlier, Prestige Food because I have a team that oversees all that, and um, unicorninnovations.com. If you want to reach out, that's our, uh, our digital marketing consulting and like holding group for all of our other projects. Um, you can even email me directly at jeremy at unicorninnovations.com, J-E-R-E-M-Y at unicorninnovations with an S.com. I try to try to get back to people um, when I can and uh, answer any questions. So looking forward to connecting and uh, hope this podcast was uh, valuable and helps some entrepreneurs. Yeah. So. Um all the information that you mentioned is going to be in the show notes. So uh, if, if they do, if people want to contact you, reach out to you directly, they will be able to. Um, I do have one actually final question because, and I don't know why I didn't ask this before, but why unicorns? You have uh, on your Skype, uh, you have uh, I love unicorns. And you have unicorn IQ, unicorn uh, innovations. Like what, what is the whole reason behind the unicorn thing? We just love the name. We were with Max and his fiance and one of her friends one night, and we were trying to come up with a good name. And uh, the unicorns have a couple different meanings, right? A unicorn is a billion-dollar company. So the idea of training people with a billion-dollar company in the back of our mind, we like that from like a business standpoint and from like a unicorn branding side. Like we thought that was funny. Unicorns and like the colors. We just we wanted to be very unique and we wanted to stand out. And you think about. You're looking down your Facebook timeline and you see something for a unicorn, you're probably, even if you have no interest, it's going to catch your eye. You're like, what's this, right? So we, so we wanted something. We wanted to. All right. Well, Jeremy, thanks again, man. I really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you guys that are still watching and listening for always liking, commenting, and subscribing. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Everything you heard today, as mentioned before, will be in the show notes. Uh, so you can check the show notes to contact Jeremy. Uh, to watch more videos, head over to theblindentrepreneur.com for more interviews. Being blind in business is temporary. I hope after listening to the wisdom of Jeremy today, uh, you are now able to see more clearly. Go out there and execute your vision. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much for watching this video. Don't forget to follow me on any and all social media platforms using the long last name above, followed by the letter J. If you want to get lost into the dark abyss of YouTube, click either left or right for another video. And finally, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. No, seriously, don't forget.